Hello, and welcome to the Workplace Experience Podcast, proudly brought to you by Workplace Services Australia, your leading workplace strategy, change management, workplace culture audit, and workplace services partner. My name is Bly Williams. I'm a senior flexible working strategist and workplace culture audit expert at Workplace Services Australia. This is the 10th episode of the Workplace Experience Podcast. Today, we'll be talking about the importance of workplace design, how the specific workplace strategy is fundamental to provide the workplace design framework to deliver a workplace that is functional and sustainable for the business for the next five to 10 years. The area of workplace design has changed dramatically over the last decade. There are two very distinct schools of thought in the workplace design community. Here is an example of old school thinking. I recall attending a seasonal product launch of one of the global furniture suppliers in 2019 and speaking with a group of workplace designers. We started the conversation like normal, what we did and who we worked for. I so clearly recall one of the designers say to me when I said I was a workplace strategist, She said, oh, you're one of them. To which I said, and what would one of them be? And she said to me, a person that puts functionality in front of aesthetics and design. To which I responded, well, yes, I would be one of them. But more importantly, I'm one of them that provides you with an opportunity to design something that works. As you say, puts functionality first, which means in two years time, when the space is still working for the client and they are happy, the chances of you being reappointed again at the end of the next lease term for their next major workplace project or to refresh their existing space would have to be significantly higher. To which all I could hear was crickets. This can be compared to the new school of thinking I had a recent discussion with a well-known design firm who's renowned for public sector work, who said, we'll be looking to engage you on our next public sector project as we need a robust design brief supported by your workplace strategy due diligence. It's the only way we can design a workplace that really meets the client's needs. Definitely two different ways of thinking. I'm definitely not a designer but I am a workplace strategist. The latter way of thinking is, in my view, the way the new design community needs to think as we come out of COVID-19 lockdowns and people begin to return to work and we look to define what the new normal may be. With over 20 years experience now, for space to be functional, there needs to be more than just a variety of desk types, pretty painted walls, expensive acoustic lampshades over collaboration tables between workstation clusters. I don't know how many times I see a variety of desks within the one fit out. Let's say 1800 lineal desks, maybe sit stand, 120 degree radial desks or snowflake desks. And what happens, only the linear desks get used, followed by the 120 degree radials and then people go to the gap to work instead of using the snowflake desks. Well, maybe not quite that far, but not far from it. You say to the designer, why the choice of desks? To which the response normally is, 
It looks better. It provides variety. But the needs of the business isn't looking for variety. The workplace design is about integration of furniture, technology and building services. Over the last decade, there has been four real influences that have affected workplace design. Technology and people working in digital platforms and tools. Mobility, the demise of permanent desks, also influenced by technology. Shorter lease terms, creating more flexibility around fixed costs such as real estate as the business ebbs and flows with economic cycles and other influencing factors, which means there is less time now to depreciate higher quality finishes. And lastly, the FF&E, joining the throwaway society, the cost of workstations, task chairs, and other furniture items have become a real commodity item. Advancements in design and product improvement has driven down the cost along with advancements in technical specifications of other workplace elements such as AV and collaborative tools. Other influences on workplace design thinking include social distancing requirements as a consequence of the 2020 pandemic. It is now just not maximising bums on seats under the National Building Code, but still to use the National Building Code standards in traditional trades such as mechanical or lighting so that the spaces could accommodate a higher density of population during periods when there is limited or no threat of viral transmission at pandemic levels. COVID-19 has introduced an influencer that will force change, such as the choice of materials that can be used in the workplace fit out. For example, we always thought stainless steel was the safest against the spread of germs. However, in high traffic public places, it assists in viral transmission as it lasts longest on the stainless steel. The COVID-19 pandemic has also influenced the size of workstations. If you are using desks under 1800 long and 750 wide, you will never meet the one person every four square metre rule for social distancing during peak pandemic periods. Don't think this will be the last pandemic outbreak. Workplace design should be focused towards meeting the needs of the workplace during the periods of peak health restrictions. The workplace strategist in the design brief will provide the requirements on team workspaces designed to maximise collaboration and flexibility between teams. Other requirements such as bid and project spaces now have a massive AV and collaborative functionality component as a result of the COVID-19 impact. I like to suggest that the new workplace design should follow a Lego block principle to be able to provide flexibility in the demands to accommodate changes that the business will require, such as say, headcount growth in the next 24 months. The design scope should now definitely include requirements such as the AV and the collaborative needs of the business, both on an individual and group level. This will have a bearing on the overall workplace design. Storage plus breakout requirements 
based on team size, team culture and mobility are just a few other areas in the workplace that are undergoing massive transformation. Organisations have learned over time, often the hard way, if your architect or designer does not have the expertise to build and recommend your workplace strategy, that provides the foundation for your workplace design, it could be a costly mistake, a mistake that you will need to live with for the next five to 10 years. Remember, use your SMEs, keep everyone swimming in their lane and you will get the best result by the time you finish the race. On that note, thank you for joining us for episode 10. Please see the show notes below and leave your feedback or subscribe. The way it is today, Monday, the 8th of March, 2021. This has been the Workplace Experience Podcast, Episode 10. I am Bly Williams, and thanks for joining us. The Workplace Experience Podcast has been brought to you by Workplace Services Australia. Please visit us at www.wsagroup.com.au.